Welcome to the Real Talk with Real Business Pro podcast, the podcast that empowers you to win at work, at home, and in life. Your hosts are the formidable duo of Todd Holland, an award-winning marketer, best-selling author, and serial entrepreneur, and yours truly, Jonathan Laudermilk, another best-selling author, globally recognized, successful business owner, and business coach. Together, we're going to bring you invaluable insights, inspiration, and real-world strategies from the world's leading business minds. Get ready to start winning in every area of your life. Let's start the show. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Real Business Pros. It's your boy, Jonathan Loudermilk, your host with the most, and I've got a damn good guest on. I'm super excited to unpack her story. Um, we're going to get tons of gold nuggets from this episode, so make sure you're in a nice space where you can absorb these lessons we are about to bestow upon you. Um, as always, I'm flying with my main man, Todd the Duck Man Holland, literally do business and life with this guy. Couldn't imagine doing it with anyone else. Um, this is going to be in for this show but before we get started if this is your first time tuning in i just want you to kick back and relax enjoy the show your gift to us is that you're taking time to to, to check out this episode and and uh, extract some of these gold nuggets that we're going to drop however if this is your second, your third, your fourth, your fifth, your umpteenth time, you know what I'm about to ask you. I need you to subscribe. I need you to share this on your social medias. Even better yet, share this episode directly with a fit pro or a business pro that you happen to have in your family of choice or your family of origin. Um, it truly helps the show and us getting our uh, our mission out there, which we're on a mission to help business pros create more freedom within their business so they have the time to create a legacy for their life. With that being said, let's get the show on the road. Todd, before we introduce our guest, I just want to ask, how are you today, sir? Oh, not good, Jonathan. <laughs> What's going on, buddy? Well, I'm concerned. What are you concerned about? It's my ducks. Mm. What's wrong so, with the ducks? I'm, I'm afraid they might be quarreling. <gasps> so... I was trying to reenact uh, a scene from the movie Titanic with my ducks. By the way, Kay, I'm a duck farmer. Uh, I was trying to reenact a scene from the movie Titanic in which Jack holds Rose up above his head, as one does when you when you own ducks. Um, my duck hadn't seen Titanic, unfortunately, so he wasn't familiar with the subject matter. He got a little worried, and he scratched me up pretty bad. That's not my concern. My concern is he... He seems to be very sad about it. Uh, he seems to regret his actions, and uh, he can't look at me the same way now. So I, I just, I, I, if he listens to this episode, I would very much like for him to know that it's okay and I forgive him. You know what? That's important, Todd. And it's a good thing. It's a good thing that your wife is a is a professional healthcare professional, um, as I know she bandaged your uh, gashing wounds that you shared on social media. It looked like you got mauled by a bear. I'll be frank with you. My, my duck identifies as a bear, believe it or not. So that's where that came from. Hey, Todd. Yes, ma'am. I feel like you need to get, I feel like you need to get your ducks in a row. Oh! <laughs> For See? the win. 
I like this lady already. And with that being said, let's do an introduction so we can formally bring her on to the show. Our guest today has dabbled in bodybuilding and started training at the age of 18 before going to corporate America, which is funny because that's actually right around the age I got serious into working out. Um, she was a partner in a venture capital group where they brought failing Fortune 500 and 1,000 companies, built them back up and sold them. She's traveled weekly and lost sight of self-discipline during that time and gained roughly 100 pounds. Wow. Um, now, 85 put on was muscle, of course, you know, doing the strong woman things as all strong women do. Um, but she was at a <laughs> point right. in her life where she was told that she was going to die if she doesn't start getting her stuff together. Heart problems, two-time cancer survivor. Holy cow. Diagnosed wow. with lupus, thyroid issues, Hashimoto's, the works. Oh, my God. And it forced her to take a hard look at herself, get her stuff together. Um, she didn't have any of those issues when she had it. Uh, she had an eating problem, fixed all that, diagnosed everything from there. Since then, she has started and launched a very successful fitness business where she has over a thousand members and growing and she is changing lives across the globe. It's fantastic to hear that success story coming around. Since then, she has left corporate America, never looked back. She's opened up three burn boot camps. Um, she trains at all three locations and has 15 trainers that she likes to refer as her mini me's. With that being mm -hmm. said, I want to welcome Kay to the show. Kay, Co how do you pronounce your last name? Cozy O? Cozy O? Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, Cozio. Yeah. Hey! First okay. shot, Jonathan. So, okay, Cozio, welcome to the show. I'm happy to be here. That, so, man, I know I didn't pr like like put your intro in the best light. That's a lot to unpack. That's so, a lot. It's so a my, lot. So, I think a great place to start is like I want to hear your story. So, like, talk us through this journey of like going to corporate America getting to the point where like obviously there's a lot of health issues and then obviously that yeah. was the fire that sparked within you to launch your fitness business you've done a lot of well so like so kind of start beginning and, and and talk us through i want to hear the journey of how you become the successful entrepreneur honestly i was sitting um i went we were traveling to see my husband's parents at their 50th wedding anniversary and i had packed on the weight i was traveling the world um, we were setting up companies all over the place at that time. And uh, I was eating real good. We were uh, <laughs> whining and dining. I was drinking up the wine and packing on the pounds. And I just lost sight of my of my discipline. And, you know, as somebody who's a CEO and who's ran these large companies, I've got a very tough personality, very strong personality. And I am not one of those people that makes excuses. I was sitting at the table in Chicago at that time. And... Uh, Literally, as I'm making excuses for my weight, I'm stuffing my face full of pizza, donuts, and cookies. Mm. And I stopped at that second, and I put all that crap aside, and I self-reflected, and I just stopped talking. I was done. I uh, got online, and I was like, okay, I mean, this is embarrassing, man. I mean, I come from, you know, being fit. I didn't, I didn't even tell you this, but, you know, I trained. I fought competitively. I mean... You know, I was somebody who was very disciplined um, for the bulk of my life. I mean, that's what I do. I train that. I train my leaders to be very disciplined. And I became the other person. Mm. And I was, I made myself sick. So I got online and said, okay, um, you know, I don't care how much knowledge I have. I need help. And I signed up for a burn boot camp. 
And, you know, I mean, the first month I was there, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. You know, like these people are encouraging me. I'm the encourager. You know, how dare them? Ah, I'm sure <laughs> that. So you got to yeah. see it from the other side. Like, oh, oh this is what this feels yeah. like. Yeah. Oh, my God, I did. And, and, and it was hard for me to swallow my pride. And I did. And I swallowed every bit of it. Um, I mean, the first year I, I was I was back in action and it literally saved my life. I mean, you know, two time cancer survivor. I've got I've had three back surgeries. I've got titanium from L4 down to S1. Um, what I did not put on my profile is um, as of the last several years, I have been told that I should be in a wheelchair because my spinal cord is compromised. And yet I'm walking every day and mm. I'm walking every day because I never stop moving. I keep that muscle built around all the, the problematic areas. And, um, and I have eliminated all inflammation by my, my nutrition. And so I've had about 10 specialists. They look at my images and they go, you've got to be kidding me. There's no possible way. There's no humanly possible way that you could be walking at this moment. They called me for one year, almost every single day to see if I was still going. I wow. finally told them this last year, stop calling me. I am not, I don't need you. I got this. I, I am in a lot of pain. Um, you know, when, when I, uh, when my inflammation spikes, but I control that through my, through my nutrition. And, uh, and so, you know, obviously sugar is an inflammatory. Um, I'd become an expert at nutrition because of it. But, you know, when you say change lives, I didn't get into this to change lives. I did not get into this to make people fit. I opened these gyms so I could save people's lives. Mm. And I can tell you wholeheartedly that I've taken, I've got a thousand members across the board, maybe a little bit more, but um, I've got roughly over 200 of them that have been diagnosed with all the same things that I was diagnosed with. And it's a miracle. Ah, I cured them. Yeah. I didn't cure them. I fixed their food. Right. And I got their training on point. You know, I've got diabetics that are no longer di diabetic fixing their food. So I'm not doing this to change lives. I'm doing this to save lives. That's going to carry over. That's going to carry over to their families, their kids, their neighbors, their friends. When they see the changes, and I tell everybody who walks in my door straight up, here's the deal. I'm not here to make you look good. I know you want to walk in the door and look all hot for the summer. But you know what I'm here? I'm here for the long term. I want you to live longer if you are, if you're strong and you're healthy then guess what? The byproduct is your body's going to naturally change, right? But the goal is, is to add life to the back end of it, right? Mm. I want you to preserve muscle and I want you to live longer. And that's my 100% mission is to save lives. You know, wow. It's, it's so funny that when you share that story, Kay, the first thing that pops into my mind is like, you know, I know for me personally, is a lot of things I've created in business, I actually created for me. At the end of the day, because I was Absolutely. Someone, I was yes. someone going through these challenges or these problems that I wanted to solve, and I would make these things for me, and and then and then that would open up the door that for me to realize, like, wow, there's, there's other people that are experiencing this same thing. So I think oh, yeah. it's so powerful that, and and once again, it's awful that you've had to go through like all these different health disorders and all these different Meant things. But yeah, it's. And that goes my next point is, is like that was happening for you so that you could come out the other side. And now you're out here, like literally helping other people come out the other side. Absolutely. I just think that's so cool. I, I, I agree. And, and Kay, I have a follow-up question to that. Um, how did it feel when you first realized that you could probably whoop 99% of the world's ass without thinking about it? <laughs> 
Was it like empowering or like a little terrifying? Oh, let me tell you, I get so much, I got a fly attacking me. Um, I've got, I get so much grief every day that I walk out my door. Like but if I walk out in public, because I'm not a big girl, you know, I'm, I'm small, but I'm just jacked, right? Like I've got muscle everywhere. And it's a hundred percent because I don't eat sugar and processed foods and all the things and I train hard. But when I say I get a lot of shit, if I go out, I got guys like this, you know, ready to arm wrestle me on a daily. But as far as fighting, yeah, it feels pretty damn good that I know I can beat you. I can beat you up. If you come at me, I'm going to take you to the ground. Uh, the benefit to that is, is I am privileged to be able to train the Secret Service, um, a lot of SWAT, local PDs, and uh, they love me. No, they respect no, no, me. No, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, Kate. You're not. I, I, oh, I, I, out. I, I appreciate you tremendously, out. but you're not going to gloss over the fact that you train the Secret Service and expect me to just be like, oh, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> What's next? Please elaborate. Yeah. Please. So I've got. Um, I've got some guys, they, they're just opened up a special ops unit that uh, is rolling out. As one out, does. Uh, in Washington. And so these guys are going to be the bad boys. <laughs> well, okay. yeah, well, these guys, yes, they are pretty amazing. Now, I did have some guys quit on me because they said I was too hard. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I got uh, one of my... <laughs> That's awesome. And and I just want to, and I want to make a note that none of them made it the first week that quit on me. Okay. Now my main guy that stayed with me, I massacred him, but he was one of the number one recruits. He's made it. I, I am losing him as a, as a member um, because he is moving to Washington. He was, he was the big guy. And, uh, and so now I work with SWAT locally. I work with the PD locally and uh, there's some bad boys. But I, I actually train them for free. Um, any of our local police departments, SWAT specialty units, uh, that's how I give back. I am pro-military. I'm pro-police. So I let people know if you don't support the military, the police, you're not welcome in my facility. Mm. You need to find another gym. So okay. I'm pretty hardcore. And uh, I love my guys. They go through so much in the field. I see what they do. They show me what they do. Uh, my SWAT guys, they're waiting for me to uh, loosen up my schedule so I can go on some ride-alongs with them, but uh, they're pretty amazing guys. So, so, so that guy that you trained, is he uh, protecting Biden right now? It's Jason fucking Bourne is who that is. That's who right? she's talking about. That's, that's 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 Let me tell you, <laughs> he is, you guys, he is Jason fucking Bourne. He oh, is shit. as bad as they get. That's, that's Number white, one recruit. That's some White House down shit right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, love I, I mean, it. I cannot be more proud of this guy. Um, when I say the number one, like he he's a bad boy. Um, I mean, they even told him when he was there, uh, you know, that he is was born for a leadership role. But he met, I mean, he conquered the physical, tactical, written, all of it. And, you know, I cried because I'm going to lose him. But um, I'm I feel better that I know he's going to be up there in Washington protecting us. So. Yeah. Uh, he's just awesome. Yeah. I, so that's awesome. So, so it's funny, Kay, like, you know, so I come from the fitness space as well. I've been in for 15 years. I started off as a personal trainer um, and I didn't yeah. know anything about business. Didn't know anything about sales, marketing, any of that stuff. I just knew I wanted to yeah. help people through health and fitness. So I've kind of had to learn those things along the way. So I found that yeah. there's that, there's that typical path, which is a lot of coaches, but then there's the other where it's like, I understand business. But then I decided yes. I wanted to apply that to 
the fitness industry. So what I would love to hear you unpack yes. is, you know, how have you taken your experience from that corporate world and applied that to growing this successful fitness business? Like, what was that journey like of like bringing those things you learned there into building your, your rising empire? That is probably the, that's the best question you can ask. It's the right question. You know, for anybody who's trying to build an empire or start a company or get into the fitness, but they want to, they want to grow that, you know, number one, you have to leave by example, you know, I, I am actually, I'll be, uh, I'm going to hurt some feelings right now, Ooh. but if, if you are not living the lifestyle and you are not leading by example, that means you better have your nutrition on point. Okay. I, I mean, there, it's all discipline. You better look like a damn trainer. You better train like a boss. I am 50 years old and I'm going to tell you right now, it is hard pressed for any kid to keep up with me. Mm. So I have zero zero room for, for, um, error, right. I've got a strength and conditioning test that every one of my trainers have to uh, meet. If I see that they are losing sight of their discipline, I take them off my floor, get your food, right. Get your training, right. You can get back on my floor. I am all about lead by example. If you're going to be a leader in my organization, you better show it because we can't ask people to do anything that we haven't mastered, right? We haven't mastered nutrition. Are you going to coach somebody on food? If you haven't mastered pull-ups, push-ups, you know, um, you know, uh, proper form. How are you gonna? How are you gonna coach somebody to these things? So it started there, right? Building those leaders, but it also, you know, you can't do everything. And if you're somebody who is uh, micromanaging your business, you've already failed. You're done. Mm-hmm. You will never make it. You have to build leaders that can run your business and treat it like it's their business. And you cannot stop until you find those leaders. So for me, I groom them. I, I will never keep an outside trainer. They're not good. They're not disciplined. They don't believe in the culture. They don't um, love on the people that come in the door. They're not passionate about what we do. So I, I groom all my own leaders, all my own trainers. Um, when I don't, when I lose somebody, it's always somebody from the outside. So I take potential from my, my members and if I see somebody who's got what it takes, mm, then yeah. I start, I start grooming them, man. I'm like, look, you were born up. to be a trainer. It's time yes. for you to step it up. Yep. Yeah. 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 I, I because, used to... Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. I watch people spinning their wheels at all of these different organizations, even internally. And they, they're wasting so much time micromanaging their team. I'm like, my God, why do you want to put that much effort micro? managing people how about you teach these guys to leave coach them to leave have them learn you want them to be better than you my team is another version of me but they're better they're mm. better than i am yeah they are better than I am. well so, I, 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 mean, I, I think there's a couple things to pull from that case so one once again like some of the best trainers i ever hired when i was running facilities was members that we had and that may have came from yes. the group x side yes. That may have came from yes. a one-on-one client because once again, like if they're bought into the culture of what they're of what you're about, then they're going to be a great representation of your brand and and they, and be able to help you know move 100%. that forward with other people. So let me ask you this: like in terms of bringing on those members internally, um, what's your process for helping them understand the business side? Because you know, in my experience, like you know, some of them would come through and be like, "Oh, I didn't realize it was." 
this amount of stuff going on right. behind scenes. Yeah. I just want to go back to being a member, right? So, so what's your yeah. process from the business acumen that you do the, once again, take the passion for fitness, but get them to apply that from a business standpoint? That's a great question. So, yeah, it is a great question. We're very transparent and we, everybody on my team is once they become a trainer, they start learning the process. They're going to know numbers, projections, goals. You know, I mean, we are as transparent as we get. A lot of companies hide that information because yeah. they're like, oh, what if they know? They should know. It's their business, right? And how are they going to grow? And how are they going to earn, you know, that next level or, or next tier or bonuses or all those things without knowing what it is that you have to do? So once they become a trainer or what, I mean, it takes a while for us to groom them, but as they're being groomed, we're teaching them the systems we're teaching them the follow-ups, we're teaching them the platforms. And by the time they actually step foot on that floor, these guys are pretty proficient on and understanding what it, it is that we're trying to do, right? What's the objective? But if you back up and you take all that out of there, first they have to understand the why behind that, right? Because what you're saying, I've never lost anybody from that. I've not one time, mm -hmm. because I want these guys to understand the reason why we're doing this, the reason why we have to follow up, the reason why we're reaching out, the reason why we're doing all these things are because if we let this one person go or we didn't reach out to them for whatever reason it is, then we failed them as a person, right? We don't know what they're going through. These guys are walking in the door, not because they want to be fit. They're walking in the door because they need something. Mm. You know, what is their love language? Is it touch? Is it, um, is it uh, words of affirmation? They're walking in the door in my facilities because they're missing something outside of it. And when they understand that, then they understand the dynamics of how important it is that we're doing these things because without it, we're not going to reach that member. We're not going to get, um, we're not going to figure out what they're going through, what their why is, you know, why haven't they been here? Why are, you know, um, why are, are they skipping these days? You know, is it an injury? Is it whatever, right? right? Are they going through divorce? We know everything that's going on with every one of our members. We know every one of their names. We know every one of their personal issues. And I get so many trainers that are like, that's not, you know what? That's yeah. you're overstepping. That's not your job. You need to focus on this. I'll tell you what, you want to know why we're growing because we give a shit, right? right. And I, if you're just standing there like this on your phone, do this exercise and moving on, you're failing for a reason. Right. Bottom line. Right. Bottom yep. line. <laughs> Hot damn K. I love it. Like, so when I, back, once again, back when I was running gyms, um, trainers either love me or hate me. And I think it's because yep. like someone yep. has to set the tone. Here's right. the standard yes. of how we operate. And once again, people that want to win will rise up to that. People who don't will always find a reason to self-select themselves out in that process, right? Yes. Which once again, I always looked at as you never have to fire anyone. They fire themselves at the end Absolutely. of the day. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. You know, it's crazy. Every one of my, my leaders are just as passionate as I am. And they have become just as candid as I am, right? They've learned that being a people pleaser, you can't be a leader if you're a people pleaser. It's not possible, right? You will never get respect. You're too busy trying to be liked. My team loves the challenge. If I, we do, we do observations on every single trainer two, three, four times a week because we want to continue to elevate. We, oh, wow. yeah, oh yeah, we don't play. Yeah, we are okay. a different animal. And let me tell you, 
everybody strives for 100%. Everybody strives for the best scores. And if they don't get it, they're not pushing back going, I did that. What? No, they're going, oh, dang it. Dang it. I'll get it next time. Right, man. How I'm do work I get harder. better? Yeah. Some ownership yes. over the outcome. Now, That's so important. That's so important. Yeah, man. You, you cannot have the outcomes and you want without that. No, you, you really can't. And I've seen outside trainers. They're so arrogant. They think they're better than they are and they're not coachable or willing to grow. Right. I look, I'm old, man. I'm still wanting to grow. I still want to get better. I still want to improve. So I tell my team, if I'm willing to do that, and I'm having somebody observe me every day because I want to be the best, I want to be better than anybody who walks through my doors, right? Yeah. If I'm willing to do that and you're not, you're not the right fit for my team. If you push back on coaching, you're not the right fit for my team. So now all my leaders are the exact same way. All of my up and coming trainers are the exact same way. They love it. They love the challenge. They love the growth. We talk about it every week and they're just, I mean, I would put anybody up against my entire team. Okay. I love it. So here's my next question. So you've built this awesome culture, right? So yes. one, one of the things, and once again, it may be different how you do it, which is why I want to, I want to find out more about like, how have you step-by-step step and systematically and intentionally? Cause I gather from talking to you, like you're very intentional with every little thing you yes. do. Um, yeah, I imagine it's not by accident. Okay. Yeah, it's not by accident. It's very intentional. <laughs> so for me, it's through core values is how I operate with building culture. Like here are the non-negotiable yes. values we operate, which these are the behaviors. Um, so my yes. question is, one, which, what has been your step-by-step -step process in developing this culture? Also, do you have core values in place? And if you do, I would love to hear them. Yes. So it's interesting that you even bring that up we don't have to bring that up in our, in our environment. Because remember, I'm grooming my members. They know what our culture is. They feel it, they've lived it, we have inspired them, we've saved their life for whatever reason. You know, I mean, all of the things, right? So they have embodied and embraced it. So when we talk about things, we talk about, you know, developing here, um, here and even at home. So I know this sounds crazy to where most people are reading, you know, every business book and you're, and then you get together and your teams talk about it. Um, you know, we focus on connection first. I mean, connection is everything, right? How are you connecting with the person in front of you? What is, what is that person's need first? Because that comes before everything, to be honest. If somebody's walking in the door and you haven't connected with them and, um, you know, number one, it's all about relationship first. The right. systems we teach, you know, we just train on that. We coach repetition, sure. coach repetition, but you can't train somebody to have passion, right? right. So right. you either have it or you don't. And these guys have already embodied it. Now, like recently over the last month, I'm like, guys, you know, everybody that walks in the door has a different love language, you know? And most people are familiar with the book of the five love languages, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and if you haven't read it, I tell everybody to read it. Right now, I've got my whole team focused on this. I told them, I want you to focus on the love languages. Every single week, we're going to talk about a situation that you've had to use that on the floor. And I want you to tell me how it helps, um, you know, push that person, drive that person, relate to that person, whatever it is, right? So words of affirmation are a big one, especially for men, right? Words of affirmation are a big deal. Now, um, I've got people that it's touch or acts of service, acts of service. What am I going to do? I'm going to get on that floor and I'm going to, um, I'm going to spend time with them. I'm going to give them a gift. 
Okay. I'm going to give them heavier weight. I'm going to challenge them a little bit. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. But I'm going to stay with them until, yeah. Okay, I, I would I like you to know that you and I have very different definitions of the word gift. Um, because I, I, would <laughs> that gift. I would be like, you can take I, this back. I'm dying. I knew what she did we there. Do. That's why I was laughing. We do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. people, oh, yes. man. I'm out of the Yeah, movie. man. Dude, you got, you got an Indiana Jones that shit. You know what I mean? It's like, here's the gold. Here's the sandbag. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> It really does. It's crazy though, because it's helping my team have better relationships at home, which actually uh, flows into a better relationship at work, a yeah. better relationship with uh, with the members. And so uh, it's really, really amazing because I have a rule, right? Like if, when I lead a camp, I may have 50 people in my camp. And if I don't get three or four messages from that camp saying, oh my God, that was amazing. Thank you so much for pushing me. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Then I feel like I did a crappy job. And you know what I do? I pick up a phone and I start texting every single person in that camp. I just wanted to let you know you did such a great job because I feel like I failed, right? Mm. I mean, this is I mean, this is how I am. I mean, I am who I am. And so um, so we've been talking a lot about this week after week about how these love languages really do affect each one of the members whenever you're you're on that floor. And you know, I mean, touch, right? Like if you're giving reps, you've got your hand on their shoulder and you're, and you're going, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. We're going to do five more reps. I know you want to stop right now, but you're going to keep going. I know you can do this. And you get five, well, then you get 20 more reps. And they're like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. Then you have an entire camp cheering them on. Then what? They are leaving feeling like a million bucks and they may have had the worst day of their life, right? I mean, we get these messages that are amazing that you have no idea how much I needed that, right? Like. Uh, I just got fired from my job and I, I need an outlet. You guys just gave me the confidence that, man, I've got this. I'm going to go back. I've got another job in line that I wanted anyway. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's these things that if you actually care about the people that you're working with, then you'll make those extra steps to learn about these things, to learn about how to connect with these people. And so my team is taking it to a whole different level and you should hear the stories. It's, it's, it's so um, it's so inspiring that literally you will have like a, a bawling session because you're just like, I cannot believe that really just happened. Yeah. So we do take it to that next level. You know, everybody out there feels like they're a trainer anymore, right? Like everybody seems to be an influencer. Everybody seems to be an expert and they don't know crap. You know, they're teaching these guys bad form. They're teaching them stupid things. They're teaching them how to get injured. They're teaching them how to starve themselves. They're teaching them all the things that they should not be doing. And so we just keep it real, man. We keep it back to the basics, right? Whole foods, okay? Let's start with one meal at a time and get better. You know, let's elevate. Let's learn the, our members' uh, love languages so that they can be the best uh, person for that individual that's in front of them. And they leave going, I don't know why, but I've got to go back and I can't wait to get there, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's why there's such an addiction to what our people are doing is because we care enough to know what their love language is and provide it on that floor, but we correlate it to fitness. Wow. So That's powerful. So just how my brain works, like I turn everything into a core value. So like hearing, and once again, your energy is like contagious, like even through like the Zoom camera, um, leadership, connection, communication. Always hundred percent. I love it. I love Always. it. So 
I think a good thing, like, so my next question for you, Kay, then is, you know, it, kind of looking back, like, what would you say has been the most defining moment in this process of getting to a thousand members? Like, maybe it was a business decision, maybe it was a internal shift that you have. Like, what would you say, like, that one moment that's happened over the period of time of doing this that's had the most impact on obviously getting you to where you're at today? I, I love that question because uh, I feel that most companies are hanging on to people too long. And I made that mistake early on. And I'll tell you why I made that mistake. It was really just a couple, two of us, you know, on the floor. And, you know, when you're pulling 18 hour days, it's rough. And so yeah. I was holding on to these people that I shouldn't have. And I should have just sucked it up because I was doing 18 hour days anyway. I mean, quick to fire. If they're not the right fit, cut them loose. If it's a week, cut them loose. If it's two weeks, cut them loose. If it's a month, cut them loose. Do not hang on to somebody that you know is not going to make it. Mm. If they're not going to follow your core values, if they're not going to embrace your community, if they're not going to, um, if they're not coachable, they're not willing to be the best version of themselves, cut them loose. I should have done that the first two years and I wasn't quick enough to fire. The, the, when I finally did it, it sucked. I'm going to tell you right now, uh -huh. it sucked. It sucked for an entire year. To, I mean, I was working, you know, double shifts, 18 hours, three hour day uh, or three hours of sleep. If that a day, I almost died literally, but it was the best thing I could have done. And from that moment on, I decided I was never going to compromise my values. Yep. If that person's not the right fit, I, I would rather die, you know, giving the best to my people than to hold on to somebody who is going to ruin my business. You know, hey, I, I can't tell you how timely this information is right now that you're you're transmitting to us. I just sent Jonathan a private message, which is defeat defeats the purpose of sending a private message here if I'm telling everyone what I sent him. <laughs> we, we we seriously needed to hear this when we needed to hear this. We're we're in our uh, together going through a growing phase as well, where some people are being coached yes. up or coached out. And it's a matter yes. of which, which one of those it is. And, and this yeah. conversation yes. is helping well, me pinpoint. So it, it's, I'll share a story with you, Kay. I'll never forget this. And this is what reaffirmed that belief within me, because you're absolutely right. I was running this team. We had four trainers and it was a 24-hour fitness. This was a long time ago. And we were yeah. out producing clubs with like 15, 20 trainers with like four. Because like, yeah. like the elite, like lean and mean, here's the standards. And I had this one guy, I'll never forget his name, fucking Bobby, this son of a bitch. <laughs> this guy came in, super diva, came in just grossing, just putting points on the board. And at the time, I was like, nice, like, let's get some revenue in here. And he was great with the clients and all these things. Slowly but surely, Bobby started to show who he truly was. And I'm getting, like, sexual harassment. Sexual harassment complaints, showing up late. Oh, shit. Caught him, caught, yep. okay. him, caught him laying on the floor during the gym session, all this yep. stuff. And once again, I'm talking with my managers and my manager's like, well, he brings in a lot of money. And I'm just nope. like, this, this guy is causing more stress nope. than anything. And I'm like, and I'm trying to build a culture. He's, I can't hold a standard if this guy who's producing is being allowed to make his own rules. Yes. So I, I ended up firing him. And funny enough, that yes. month, the rest of the team produced more than they ever had before. And everyone, and we hit yeah. a new record level of revenue from the, from the team as a whole, because I was willing to take a stand and go, Bobby, get fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But, yep. but at the same time, it also applies to customers, right? Mm -hmm. To a member, to somebody who walks in your door. 
we don't have to keep every customer. Not every customer is a good fit for us. Right. And I'm going to tell you, I have kicked three people out of my gyms. Okay. And out of, out of all these years, only three, but those three people needed to go right. Bad attitude, a cancer of the culture. They would gossip or talk about, you know, my members, my members are my family, right? right? You don't get to do that. So if that's, if you have somebody who could literally become a cancer in that environment, you got to cut them too. Right. I mean, it is what it is. Well, who cares? Well, we're no we're, we're no longer in a time where the customer's always right. Like if the customer was correct. right, then they wouldn't be having the problems that they have right now. Correct. No, no. Yeah. the customer is respected, of course. Of right. course. Yes. But that yes. being said, there's a reason we're being hired. We're the experts at the end of the day. Yes. We're here to help. At yeah, the end of the steer day, the course yes. the right way. Yeah. It's a really you've got to protect. You got to protect your culture. Yeah. If you don't protect your culture, that one person can destroy your entire business. Yep. Mm. So to me, I would rather cut one and gain 10. Oh, yeah. Like, and I, right there. I'm same wavelength. I've done the same thing with clients I've yep. had over the years going, it's not worth the money. You got to go. God bless you. You know, it's funny when you clear room on your bench, the good Lord will give you new friends and new clients Every and time. New opportunities to fill that up. And you'll look back on God bless it. I should have got rid of that person sooner because now I got this yeah. unicorn client right here. How do I clone you? I need more of you. <laughs> I'll tell you, being, and, and being, being convicted about it, being convicted about your culture, even when you hire, um, whether you hire or your or, or the members on your uh, floor, I I can guarantee you you will grow because of it. I I mean I I insulted probably um, a good percentage of our community because um, I made a post that was um, didn't fit a niche that I'm not not even interested in entertaining. I will not hire them. I don't care. I don't have to hire you. And I'm not entertaining this garbage, right? So I don't play games. I'm not entertaining pronouns. I'm not doing all that crap. You know, you're here to work. You got a name that, that your, your mother gave you. And that's what we're going to use, right? right? I think it's all stupid shit. So I posted that. And I had a, an entire group try to cancel culture me. Yeah. But they tagged me in it, okay? They tagged me in it. And I was like, well, there's nothing that they said that's not true. I said all of those things. And they're, they're really accurate. So I went in and posted. I said, you're absolutely right. I said every bit of that and I stand by it. Do you know I gained 55-0, okay? 55-0 new clients, new members, because they saw that and said, oh, dang, that's the kind of person I want to go to. I want to go to her facility. Here's the thing, regardless of what side of aisle you're on. You got to stand right. your ground because the worst thing you can do, this is what Bud Light did, is Bud Light tried to stand their ground, then they went back, and then they lost both sides. That's Huge right. Huge That's mistake. right. You know, I, I heard right. this one time. God and country in my place. Yeah. Yep, yep. It, it takes a lifetime for a business to, to set up a reputation that matters in like one decision to destroy that reputation. So it's like, it's important to have that steadfastness. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, so. Well, well, damn. And Kate. consistency. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, you got ahead of me. You already answered the next question I was going to ask you, so we're good on that. Um, here, we actually can fit in this fun question that I had that I didn't share with oh, you. Oh, I so. love this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We never, yeah. Get, a chance we never get a chance to share this one because normally we're still big, but you went and answered ahead, so this is perfect. So, so let's be frank. <laughs> we're we're in a down economy. Like I get it. Like we don't we don't acknowledge the recession. We're it's a recession technically that we're in, in a down economy right now. Yeah, once yeah, again, we yeah. don't, we don't let that impact what we do, but. 
what I would love to hear from you, Kay, is like, what's one lesson you've learned thus far in your business navigating these times and waters? And, and if there's a prediction that you see moving forward, like towards the end of this year, and obviously, you know, in the year coming up, like if you have something like yeah. that, I'd love to hear what your insights would be on that. So I am that person. Okay. I'm the jerk that never shut down over COVID. Okay. Yeah. I'm that jerk. All right. I love it. I did not shut down. I was on Fox News twice. I, I was very convicted that there's no government that's going to make me shut down. I had the cops <laughs> called on me nine times. Time okay. Time out. By the Fox time. News. Hey, people what? gloss over the cool shit. I know, man. Gloss but, over cool shit. By the way, I fought the law and, and, and won. You know? so, <laughs> so, yeah. I didn't care. I mean, I literally would have people show up, take pictures, and call the police on me. And here's what I said. I'm in health and wellness, guys. Use some common sense. Stay home if you're worried about it. The rest of you, let's go. You want to know how many people showed up? I had packed camps. Not only did I have packed camps, we never put a mask on. Okay, not ever. We are so healthy. And most of my members were doctors, nurses, anesthesiologists, uh, law enforcement. So peace. And guess what? We grew. Why all my competitors went out of business, we grew. I took every bit of their business because they were so pissed off. People needed to work out for their mental health, health right. right? They needed to work out. So for uh, anybody or any government entity to tell me I can't do something, let's go. Bring it on. I will go all the way to jail. I will go to court, but I will not compromise. So got it, country, my friend. So, so Kay, if That's you don't it, mind, if you compromise your views, if you, um, if you, if they're predicting shutdowns or they're doing this, let me tell you something. How about stand and fight for your business, right? How about conviction in something? You, yeah. I, I love it. Um, follow up question: uh, How do you really feel about all that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you can, can you be my love spirit it. animal? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I I love what we do. I am. I mean, I can't tell you that. I love my family. My members are my family. They are not clients. They are my family. And so I will protect them at all costs. And we have worked too damn hard to help people pass depression and all the things. And I will not let these guys go without the help that they need. And we are that help. Our family, our connections, our ties, you know, these workouts. I've got so many that are no longer on antidepressants and all the things. And so you've got to be convicted about things. You know, you've got to fight for your business. You've got to believe in what you do. You know, people talk about, you know, um, prices and all this stuff. Do you actually believe in what you do? I mean, like, I'm sorry, we're a boutique business. Our, um, our fees are not, uh, you know, $25 a month. You know, our guys are paying a decent amount monthly to come here and they get everything that they pay for and more. Mm. So you either believe in what you do or you don't. Amen. You can sit back and and whine and cry about the economy, or you can sit back and whine and cry about, you know, I'm not doing well because of, you're not doing well because of you. It's mm. not the economy. It's not anything. It's all you. You got to look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself what you need to do to get your big girl or big boy panties on and start doing the things that matter. And that's caring, number one, and doing the damn job, right? Give the people what they need, okay? Sometimes they think, they know what they want, but we know what they need. 
Okay, who who told you about big boy panties? You've been talking to Holly. She been she been talking to people behind my back. Jonathan, you've been talking to Holly. Holly's my wife. She's fantastic. She might, she might have mentioned something about a thong. I don't know. Hey, what state are you in? Where are you, what state is your gym's in? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Well, Oklahoma. I'm in, I'm yeah. in te- I'm not I'm in Texas, not too far. You expand to Texas, you let me know. Come on. Yeah, well, we're all over Texas. We've got gyms all, all over Texas. And I, I want yeah, yours you though. I want yeah, yours. you gotta come see mine. I want you yours. Come see mine. Yeah. Okay. We, we're we're monsters. We're in we're in uh, Edmond, Oklahoma, Jenks, Oklahoma, and Owasso, Oklahoma. Okay. And our members are the best ever. My team is the best ever. So to me, you cannot match a better environment, a better culture than what well, we got. God bless you. you. Sold me just on your energy. Um, we're gonna figure something out. So <laughs> let's let's do this. I want to start laying the plane. So we're gonna go to our rapid fire question portion. Um, two. So once again, I don't really have an issue with this. You just say whatever comes top of your head. <laughs> I just did the whole podcast. It's been fantastic. <laughs> so my first question for you, uh, Kay, is uh, who was your childhood celebrity crush? Oh my god. Okay, so. None, zero, none. no childhood crushes, none, none, no, no, no celebrity crushes. No, ah. I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not one of those girls. I don't, I've, I used to own one of the biggest nightclubs in Dallas. Oh. So I used to live in Texas as well. And uh, we had every famous person under the sun come into my, my club. And I was not one of those people um, that was begging for um, autographs. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you, you're going to love this. I have to tell you, I know these are rapid fire, but you got to hear this. Um, I had Kevin Federline and Britney Spears come into my, into my club. Okay. And yes. So. Um, was it, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Was this before she was crazy or after? No, no. This is when she was crazy. During okay. the crazy. During the crazy. Yes. <laughs> During the crazy. She, she was not, you know, I was not going to make concessions for her because she walks in with an entourage of, of handlers she didn't even speak to me she looked at her little handler and said ask her if she wants my autograph i was like uh no you want mine like no Damn. so she she yeah she got real upset and i said listen if you want to be here you're going to pay to be here i don't have you slated i'm not paying you to be here i know you want to be here because kevin's here but, um, you know, it, you're, you can sit in the VIP with him, but I will make no arrangements for you whatsoever. So I am not one of those people. I am not a, you no know, go crazy crushes? over now. No, no, I'm not that person. Jonathan, what about you? Oh, Topanga, yeah. Topanga from Boy Meets World. That was my first love. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Topanga. <laughs> Topanga. My, mine, mine was always Martha Stewart because um, I always <laughs> had a thing for uh, slightly older blonde ladies. <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm so sorry i had to get that out <laughs> um mine would probably be Catherine zeta jones when i when I yeah was, that's a good one that's yeah, good I, I always I, I don't know something it's, something about the accent yeah and zorro absolutely yeah the yeah 100 absolutely absolutely all right so okay i know you have this one okay who's your favorite superhero superhero Oh God, there's so many. I like. I, love I know you got one though. I love. I love superheroes. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, right now specifically, I just kind of dig Batman because I like the deep voice. Okay. And since my voice is jacked and raspy because I'm on the mic all the time, I'm all about Batman right now. Batman, <laughs> solid. Good choice. 
Love now, it. now, which Batman? Because we've got a few different to choose from nowadays. Are you Robin Pattinson, Batman? Are you Ben Affleck? Hey, Robert hey, Pattinson, like- man. Come on. <laughs> Hey, I do like uh, Ben Affleck as Batman. I do. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Yeah, it was pretty good. I like my. I like Keaton too, though. You gotta like Keaton. Classic. Keaton is classic. Yeah, absolutely. Great pick. Um, All right. So, last question. This is my favorite one, by the way. So, if you could have a billboard and it could say anything you want, and the whole world's gonna see it, every single person on this planet's gonna see it, and it's from you, what would it say and why? Okay, um, I have a lot of things that I would say. I would, just, I, I would do a billboard. This one's this one's for my members. Okay, I would do a billboard just for my members that say "Leg Day," campaign never ends. No saggy ass campaign. No saggy That's a hashtag right there. Whoever's in charge of your marketing, please call them or have them call me. We need to make that a part of this campaign yep. here. Yep. No set. No set. Yeah, no saggy ass campaign. No saggy ass. No saggy asses. NSA, baby. NSA. NSA. I'm trying to get all my men to wear a burn boot camp speed, uh, you know, like little speedo. And I'm like, look, (laughs) you guys, all your hair, all your hairy asses would get a lot of attention. And, you know, there's such a thing as, you know, good uh, publicity and bad publicity. So I'm all in. Nobody would forget your hairy ass with burn boot camp and they would start looking up burn boot camp. And I mean, I'm telling you, you you should do all male calendar of just your male clients. You know, you can give them like, Hey, I'll give you six months for free. If you do this calendar, (laughs) you know, do the little pose with their speedo. Yeah. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm trying hard. I really am. I'm trying hard. I was yeah, thinking the Burt Reynolds pose, like the, you know, which yeah. one I'm talking about on the, yeah, on the shag yeah, rug. Yeah. That, yeah. 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 yeah you can sign like me that. up for that. I'll, 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 I'll scare okay. your customers away any day. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I'm all I'm all They'll be like, no, we were going to sign up. We saw that guy and we're going to call the police. now. <laughs> this is the before picture. Just to be clear. You will not look like this afterward. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> awesome great answer okay so 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 what's the best so what's the best way for uh people to follow you get in contact find out more about your gyms all the things go to burnbootcamp.com okay you can look up every burn burn boot camp in the nation i am in edmund owasso and jenks burn burnbootcamp.com and you can look up all burns. It is the greatest community on the planet. We are the fastest growing franchise. And I'm going to tell you, there's nothing like us. Nothing. Absolutely. So once again, Kate, thank you so much for, for coming on the episode and, and sharing your time and your treasure with us. This is definitely one of the most memorable podcasts I've ever done. And I <laughs> will for and will definitely remain in the top three for all time. I can already call that out. But we're welcome. Again, Thank you so much. And then for y'all tuning in, I'll have all that stuff in the show notes. So it's super easy for y'all to click and do all the things. Um, With that being said, as y'all go out there, be like K and go out there and get what you're worth, baby. Yeah. Damn good show. And that's a wrap for this episode, The Real Talk with Real Business Pros. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of this journey with us. We hope today's episode inspired you to take your career, relationships, and personal life to new heights. 
Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Until next time, keep on getting what you're worth. Yeah, yeah.